Tennessee Volunteers. Brandon Lewis here with the TenCon Big 7 Weekend Update. We have got some fantastic stories here for you uh, in my hot little hands. You're going to love them. And I'm sorry I wasn't here last week. Uh, I took some time off with the girls. We went to a Fort Mountain State Park, stayed in a, in a cabin. And I'm doing the TenCon Big 7 late, 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 late today, about an hour and a half late, because I was meeting with an inspector. An inspector, not Inspector Gadget, uh, and not Hercule Perot, but an inspector from the state of Tennessee uh, to look at my home and my ongoing uh, travesty, travesty of choosing the wrong contractor to build a home. And as I lead into this, let me just go ahead and make a little public service announcement. Um, <clears throat> if you have been screwed, tattooed, made black and blue by a contractor, in my case it was John Tethero Construction, uh, flooded, leaks, a year longer than what he said it was going to do, over budget, under performance, I would not recommend him. There's a thing that you can do. You can file a licensing complaint with the state of Tennessee. And it, it takes a little while, and, and they want to make sure that you've got all your evidence together. But so far, I have gotten a response uh, from that. And very few people know that you can do that. Further, I didn't know that you could do that. And I know a lot about Tennessee state government, more than your average Tennessean. Uh, but my uh, fantastic home inspector, uh, that found that our home had virtually no roof uh, or no joist brackets uh, in it, uh, which is bad for a three-story house that's made of brick, um, and lots of other things. The thing was 100 pages long, the inspection report. She, she looked at it and she said, I would recommend that you file a complaint here. So I may end up doing an in-depth uh, in uh, article and interview on how to do that because as the housing climate has heated up and as everyone is getting into the housing building market, you know, anybody with a pair of boots and a phone and a truck is a contractor now, uh, buyer beware, you need to know what your options are under Tennessee state law. So, with all that having been said, if you would please, in the comment section, leave from whence you're watching. I apologize for being here late. Uh, also, let me know what you think of these stories, okay? Let me, let me know what you think of these stories. And I'm sorry to have left you uh, without this entertaining podcast and uh, screening, uh, to help us fight big tech censorship, please do go to the um, TennesseeConservativeNews.com. Hit that subscribe button. We send out an e-newsletter that is fantastic. It is the hardest-hitting, most comprehensive coverage of what's going on in the state of Tennessee that you can get anywhere from a conservative perspective. And Jason sends it right into your email box at 11.30 a.m.-ish. Monday through Friday, we do take off the weekends. We do take off the weekends, uh, but not much happens on the weekends anyway. And you can see Jason just put in the comment section there uh, how you can click and subscribe. And follow us on the free speech platforms, not the ones where everything is sensitive uh, content, everything is, is a graphic photo and must be censored. Everything uh, has been fact-checked to death, even your jokes. Uh, even, even funny cat memes have to be fact-checked. Uh, go to the places like... Parlor, me, we, getter, gab, truth, and rumble. We are there. We are there spreading the gospel of conservatism in the state of Tennessee. Let's move on to the first story. Vanderbilt agrees to pause transgender surgeries on Tennessee kids. Well, you got to thank, thank the Lord for small mercies, right? Apparently, in response to 62 state senate house uh, or state house members asking, rather, that gender transitioning surgeries be performed on minors be halted, Vanderbilt Pediatric Transgender Clinic has agreed to pause the procedures. 
Last Friday, Representative Jason Zachary tweeted, I'm pleased to report we've heard back from DUMC and they've agreed to pause gender transition surgery on minors as well as honor religious objectors. And those are people that apparently uh, work for VUMC who have a little shred of morality left and they're like, I don't want to be involved in this crap. I don't want to be involved in something where I go home in the evening and they probably said, well, honey, what did you do for work today? How was that? Well, I mutilated a child. That was, that was interesting. Continuing with the story, the letter was written by the VUMC Deputy CEO and Chief Health Officer C. Wright Penson, who stated that the surgeries on patients under 18 would be paused while they complete a review, which may take several months. The clinic states that they have administered roughly five, quote, gender-affirming surgical procedures per year since they opened the clinic in 2018. So, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22... That's five times five, 25, 25 kids. I don't know how many kids you'd have to do this to to be thrown underneath the jailhouse. Seems like one would do. Now that Vanderbilt has agreed to pause the surgeries on minors, Tennesseans are hopeful that this pause will remain in effect until lawmakers can pass legislation that outright bans the procedures on children in response to Zachary's tweet. One Tennessee resident replied, pause, that's nothing commendable. The word means it's only on hold for now. In a related story, Tennessee Attorney General Jonathan Skirmetti, the new dude, I'm going to try to reach out and see if we can talk to him, is leading a coalition of state attorney generals demanding the U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland respect the First Amendment rights of people who criticize irreversible transgender treatments for minors. When I was three years old, five years old, ten years old, twelve years old, fifteen years old, sixteen years old, eighteen years old, even... I could not find my, my butt with both hands. Didn't know what I wanted to do. Didn't know what I wanted to be. Didn't know what I wanted my career to be. The woman I wanted to marry. Where I wanted to live. Much less if I want to be something I'm not. Crazy. Crazy. That, some, that, that we are living in a culture in a time where this is the kind of stuff that, like, I don't know what percentage of the population thinks it's hunky-dory, but it's like a growing number and it's significant. And in high places, in the medical community, Vanderbilt, of all umbrella organizations, the corruption runs deep, ladies and gentlemen. The 13 attorney generals write in response to a letter to, to Garland from several medical organizations which called for investigations and prosecution of those who criticize the medical establishment's current treatment of adolescent gender issues. Specifically, the organizations called for the prosecution not just to those who commit or threaten violence against clinics, but also those who provoke such threats. And we have heard recently about pro-lifers with peaceful demonstrations in front of abortion clinics being rounded up by the FBI. They're weaponizing that institution. They did it at Mar-a-Lago. They did it to those folks I mean, it's amazing. We live in like this banana republic Gestapo state. I've got to go to the next slide. Oh! He just told me to switch the slide. Hopefully this helps your viewing, viewing experience. The AG's letter argued that the best way to ensure the best health outcomes for children is to permit criticism of current practices. The multi-state coalition includes uh, by respectfully demanding that the Attorney General Garland stand down and not allow the, non the, national, conversa or allow the national conversation to continue. Now... This is not in this particular article, but 
It is interesting to note that Republicans in committee, uh, the health committees, killed the bill that would have stopped all this. They could have kept these 25 kids safe. It was killed by rhinos who were in bed with the medical establishment. Farrell Hale ended up running this watered-down POS bill. And meanwhile, we had a really good bill that could have made it through with Janus Bowling. So that, that is all for whatever reason been lost in the mainstream media in Tennessee. Nobody wants to talk about that, cover that, mention it. To my knowledge, ladies and gentlemen, if this is coming to your ears, if this is tickling uh, the inner parts of your auditory or your visual uh, cortex, nobody else except for the Tennessee conservative has reported on the fact that Republicans had the opportunity to stop this and kill it, and I'm not seeing any national news coverage of it either. It's amazing that something that is that big of a story can be squashed by the corporate media, but not here at the Tennessee Conservative. You get the straight conservative news. Next story. Heavily armed FBI agents arrest Tennessee man in front of children and wife for involvement in peaceful abortion protests. Jason Vaughn, uh, fantastic, our media coordinator, uh, works super duper hard, uh, does a fantastic job. If you could get me in touch uh, with anybody who is involved in this, I would love to do an interview with them because it's right here in Tennessee. Same thing with the new AG. Last week, we reported that multiple individuals have recently uh, been charged for peacefully protesting at an abortion facility in Mount Juliet, Tennessee in 2021. One of the individuals recently taken away by heavily armed FBI agents in handcuffs in front of his wife and his children. Some of the agents were armed with machine guns and all were wearing bulletproof vests. Centerville resident Paul Vaughn, of no relation to my knowledge to Jason, father of 11 children, is facing charges along with 10 other individuals for conspiracy against rights secured by the FACE Act and committing FACE Act violations. Vaughn described his arrest, guns pointed at the door, banging on the house, yelling and screaming, open up, FBI, that kind of thing. When I opened up the door and saw the guns pointed at me, I asked them what they wanted, who they were looking for, and they said they wanted me. Vaughn reports that at the time of the incident, some of his children were in the yard, making their way to his car for him to take them to school while other children still uh, sat still in their home. Let me ask you a question. That's a perfectly reasonable question. If we're not living in a police state, why in the world would the FBI need to show up in this manner to apprehend this individual? It's ridiculous. This is obviously somebody who lives a very domestic life with a wife and children who just wants to keep other children from being murdered in the womb, which seems to me to be a pretty darn like, noble thing to do, make something that would probably be ordered, that is ordained by God. Could they not have just made a phone call, sent somebody over in plain clothes, changed the changed the slide? Yeah, this looks like something that really needed to happen here. This, I'm not going to use that word. This guy here, toboggan man, like this. This is the kind of stuff that you really need, right? You need this to apprehend somebody who probably peacefully stood outside of an abortion clinic and wanted to pray with folks to not kill their unborn children. We need this in America. This is what we need. I mean, they weaponized here in Tennessee the Tennessee Election Finance Committee, a bunch of crony capitalism going on up there in Nashville, and all the hangers-on to go after Gary Humble. It happens in Tennessee too, folks. They're just not showing up with guns yet. It happens in Tennessee too, and this happened in Tennessee. The federal government 
I mean, they could have just probably made a phone call and said, hey, why don't you come down here and meet us at the Waffle House? I'm sure this guy probably would have got legal counsel first, but if necessary, would have turned himself in. I doubt the man was a flight risk. And what was he going to do if he was a flight risk? Was he going to flee and then go peacefully protest another abortion clinic? Is that something that's not remarkably dangerous if he, if he got loose and did it again, if he, had, if he recommitted the crime? This is used specifically and only to scare people from voicing their opinion and protesting. Now, let me ask you a cute little question. All these people that vandalize uh, these pro-life clinics all over the United States, any of them go through any of this? Any of those people that have gone after churches or other organizations after the Roe versus Wade ruling was overturned by the Supreme Court? Do you think the FBI is knocking down their door for actually doing things that are wrong and bad? Very similar to the January 6th situation. Oh, buddy, we can run hearings and everything, not a shot fired, not a person killed except for an unarmed protester. But none of that ever happened when billions of dollars of property was lost in the riots all across the United States where people were killed, police officers included, scores of them. No movement. You don't think that we live in a police state in a totalitarian regime? I don't think you're paying attention. Ricky says, FBI is owned by Democrats. You're not lying. Even when Republicans are in power. They need to clean house. I think we've learned, if we've learned anything, we just need to, whenever the next administration comes in, they just need to kick everybody out. They need to keep a dossier on them and just, just fire them. And if the next group wants to rehire them when they come back in, fine. On with the story. Vaughn said, seeing the easiest path to de-escalation was me in handcuffs. I stepped outside and put an end to the ranting and the banging and the yelling. After the FBI handcuffed Vaughn and placed him in an unmarked vehicle, his wife, who had been inside their home with an 18-month-old baby, came outside and videotaped the conversation with the agent. She asked one of the agents' name for information he might provide. The agent replied by closing the, the, the vehicle's door in his face and driving away. Vaughn said, all the children have a memory of the big bad agents banging on the door and taking Dad away and will have an innate sense of fear that they will have to overcome in their life to oppose anything that is put upon them. This is disgraceful. So much of this that we have to report on is just disgraceful. All right, guys. If you want to get conservative news in Tennessee, buddy, there are few choices. That's just the truth. There are few choices. And one thing that I'd like to ask you to check out is the Mill Creek View podcast. A good friend of mine, Steve Abramowitz, uh, does this. And... He covers things that are happening in the volunteer state. You know, we always love to keep up with what's going on in Washington, even though it's like forever away and we can't do much about it. Meanwhile, up in Nashville, meanwhile, in our counties and our cities, things are happening right here that we have been able to influence and change, despite the millions of corporate left-leaning money that flows into the political system that largely gets its way most of the time. There's a link in the comments section. I'd like you to click and go uh, subscribe to the Mill Creek View podcast. Uh, the most recent episode includes an interview with Heather Fair, uh, the former president of the Blount County Republican Women's Club. You know, the lady that they uh, gave her an ultimatum, uh, either use censorship, use censorship uh, and, and keep somebody from coming to speak or lose your position, and guess what happened? She left her position, and guess what? Half the club left with her. Nobody wants to be a part of these rhino, Republican, GOP organizations that are all about kissing the butts of those in power instead of holding them accountable to the platform. 
and Steve does a good job interviewing her to talk about that. Uh, James Stake or Stocky, uh, owner of Your American Flag Store, the one that uh, Big Tech attempted to cancel, recently also interviewed Gary Humble of Tennessee Stands. It's the kind of information you're not going to get anywhere else. So if you are a conservative news junkie in the state of Tennessee and you want to know what's going on, this is one of the outlets that I'd recommend that you go to. So please do go to Mill Creek View. He is a sponsor. We are up to, I kid you not, this year. Hold your breath, people. We are up to three whole sponsors. Woo! Three whole people that will put their money and uh, where their mouth is. Organizations uh, and businesses in the state of Tennessee that aren't scared to death to express their opinion and be known as conservative. There are very few of them, and we are happy to have them. Thank you, Steve. All right, I even cue the next slide. Uh, Matt, Metro Nashville Public Schools quietly working to take away parents' rights. Imagine that. Worst ran municipality in the state of Tennessee, probably next to Memphis. Worst academic record. It is so funny that these Democrat-controlled counties and school systems that have the worst performance in the state are always doing things to make it even worse. It's like they can't even, they can't even like, they can't even just go, well, man, we suck pretty good. Well, we're sucking pretty good here. And these kids aren't learning anything. No. Lots of crime, lots of teen pregnancy, lots of drug use, lots of dropping out, lots of graduating and not being able to read. Yeah. But couldn't we do a little worse? I mean, if we really just gave it the old Democrat try. Well, apparently they can. And they will, as long as Republicans keep letting them. At the beginning of each school year, children in the Metro National Public School System were given a student handbook that contained many pages of opt-out forms. Why do you have to opt out of this crap? You shouldn't have to opt into it. And I think that's a legislative issue that should be taken out up. This year, Metro uh, National Public School opted not to provide a printed student handbook. Instead, gave students a single sheet of paper with URLs to the forms. Well, that's not, that's not going to hurt conversion. An MNPS parent told us that this is concerning because not every child has a computer and a printer at home. Of course not. Of course not. Not everybody has a printer at the house, especially a printer. Students who do not opt out are automatically opted into such thing as having a psychologist, a social worker, COVID-19 testing, health screenings, youth risk behavior, and school climate change surveys and more where they can't read and write, can't do math, don't have any skills that they can go out into the workforce and do, don't learn a trade, but we've got time to shove this garbage in. In addition, unless a student has opted out, they will automatically be enrolled in family life and sexual health education that includes lessons on gender identity, sexual orientation, and methods of protection. However, MNS, MNPS National Schools chose to send home a package for parents filling out regarding health issues. The school system said, the school system wants to become your child's primary care provider outside of what the child already has. Now, I trust government for that. They do such a good job already. This gives the school system the opportunity to not have to fill out HIPAA forms and get medical information. There are nurses, practitioners, this is a parent, that come to diagnose, treat, and provide your children prescriptions all in the name of convenience. The parent doesn't even have to be present. This is taking all the authority away from the parent. There's absolutely no reason why the school is checking blood pressure, vision, dental, or even any kind of blood work for a kid. Uh, for COVID-19 at school, parents are very unaware of the rights that are being taken away. Uh, you can download the student-parent uh, handbook if you go to that article that Jason just posted. Amazing. Next story, 
This is this is hilarious. It, it's hilarious in a sad way. And this was probably not going to be in the Big Seven, but I told Jason I wanted it to be. Nearly 1,000 families applied. Listen to this. 350 accepted into Tennessee's education savings plan. Bill E. Reynolds School Choice. Real school choice. I guess this is what real school choice is. 350 kids out of life. Jason, can you figure out how many kids are in public schools in Tennessee and just post it in the comments section? I mean, there's probably about 20% of them that are in private schools or homeschool, so we can bump that number up by 20%. Just do a little Google search, Jason, if you don't mind, and just tell me how many kids there are in schools in Tennessee. Thereabouts. We'll get close to it. Back to the story. Tennessee has seen nearly 1,000 families apply and more than 350 accepted into the state's pilot, education, uh, pilot educational savings account program. The program was created out of, uh, of, out of 2019 legislation uh, that was then blocked with an injunction in 2019 before being overruled by the Tennessee Supreme Court in May. The program was then launched in July. The ESA program is aimed at allowing low-income students in low-performing schools in Davidson and Shelby counties to use vouchers to attend schools of their choice. The, uh, the students were set to receive approximately seven grand to choose their school, even though at the point schools in Shelby County spend almost 13000 per student each year, and Nashville students spend 16000 per student. Let me ask you a question, a couple of questions here. Number one, I wish they had spent the money promoting this voucher program like they did vaccines for kids, like they did the Tennessee on me, let's give a bunch of people from out of town free money to fly into Nashville that, fa that failed and flopped. Mask up Tennessee, which we know from all the studies didn't do anything either. I wish we would have gotten the money for something like this. Why don't we promote something like this that would actually help something? Instead of, instead of promoting something that takes away people's medical freedoms, makes them feel ashamed, and actually doesn't work, and in many cases is counterproductive to your health. Here's another question. Democrats and Republicans who are pro-public education, which means pro-illiteracy, as far as I can see from the results, are always like, oh, we need more money, we need more money, we need more money, we need more money. And then there are these people that don't have any money, and that's how you get these school vouchers, but we're going to give you half of what we think is appropriate to spend. What, coincidentally, seven grand is about what they would get anyway, because in Tennessee, only about 53% of the money makes it into the classroom anyway, and the rest of it is wasted in paperwork and bureaucrats and administration that can't get the job done. Real school choice. Let's see here. There are roughly, let's read this, for the 2022-23, this is in the comments section, school year, there are 535 private schools serving 104,000 students in Tennessee. There are 1,881 public schools serving 984,000. 984,000. So out of 984,000, what Bill Lee means by getting real school choice done is that 350 kids in two counties get accepted to do something. Woo! Let's hey ticker tape parade. That means those families now have a choice and a chance to choose an educational pathway for their children, Governor Lee said all three all three hundred and fifty of them. Meanwhile, the almost one million of them are just stuck in these crap holes. I hope there's some legislation coming down the pipe to remedy this because it was killed last year by Rhinos and Mark White's committee in the House I can remember off the top of my head. We had school choice legislation that said, hey, we'll do the same thing for the people in the bottom 10% of schools. 
I don't see why people's income should be the justification for whether or not you get a school voucher, and I'll tell you why. Who pays the taxes? Well, it ain't the low-income people. Not to say that everybody shouldn't get a shot at it. I believe they should, but if anybody was going to be able to get it, it should be the people that pay the most taxes because they don't get to utilize the schools at all if they decide to send their kids to public or private school. Beacon Center President and CEO Justin Owen said, Nashville and Memphis schools have consistently failed to provide every child with the education they deserve. They've had their chance. Now's the time to put parents in the driver's seat. We are glad to be moving ahead with the ESA program, and we look forward to giving these students a lifeline they desperately need. Why were some of them turned down? I'd like to know. Probably made too much money. Maybe turned in the form just a little bit late. Well, let's keep them in a failing school for another year on a technicality. I just have a hard time clapping for this when we got a million kids stuck in crappy schools. Maybe it's not a million. Maybe it's only 800,000. But we know that of those million kids, that only 330,000 thereabouts can read at grade level and the other 660,000 can't. Next story, next slide. I'm going to see, I'll get better at my slides toward the end. Guys, support our work. Do you know, do you know that we are a whopping two years old here at the Tennessee Conservative? <coughs> two years old. Two, little two-year-old baby. So I'm asking you to help two-year-old baby infant crawling around in its diapers, Tennessee Conservative. Please help us get this news out there. I run into people all the time. And I know what we are doing is working. Uh, I'm not going to say what I was thinking about saying. I'll save it for later. I know what we do works because I hear people talk about it up in Nashville. People do not like up in Nashville that we have a conservative news alternative that tells you the truth about what's going on. And to my knowledge, we're the only ones that aren't bought in some way, shape, or form by somebody elected by something. And we tell you what's going on. We tell you when they, when they knock it out of the park, which is rare, and we tell you where they mainly just take the corporate money and they go with the left-leaning way. We're the only one two years old. And this thing still just barely makes it. Barely makes it. That's just the truth. And if you want to help me and Jason and everyone who put so much time, energy, and effort in our conservative citizen journalists, please do go to tennesseeconservativenews.com slash support. Name me another news source that you get this information like this from. Name me one. If you want us to stay around, we need your money. TennesseeConservativeNews.com slash support. And when you give, you get this proud Tennessee Conservative bumper sticker, which I actually see on a few cars driving around, which is encouraging. This Don't California My Tennessee bumper sticker. And if you give $50 or more, you will get this proud Tennessee Conservative tumbler right here. Fantastic. And if you get it, and if you give today, you can get it, get it in time. Uh, for the holidays, and you can drink out of this and Thanksgiving and annoy your liberal relatives. Wouldn't that be fantastic? Uh, you could, or maybe you could even give, you know give a whole bunch of money and say, "Hey, I'm, I'm going to give like three thousand dollars. I'd like, I'd like however many that comes up to of these mugs, and uh, I'm going to make all of my liberal liberal uh, relatives drink coffee out of it uh, at Thanksgiving or the holidays. Maybe that would be fun to do. And we also send you this directory, which we'll be changing as soon as everyone is. Uh, put in place of all your state reps and your state senators. We receive checks here too with the old Tennessee Conservative News, so mail those checks to 1523 East 27th Street, Chattanooga, Tennessee 37404.
this two-year-old little baby, baby Jesus Brandon, uh, <laughs> that's a uh, Ricky Bobby comment. Some of you will find that kind of funny, and some of you will find it sacrilegious, and others uh, will not know what I'm talking about at all. But please do go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com. Tell me in the comments section what you think about these stories, even if you watch it late in the game. All right. Here we go. More about what really goes on up in Nashville. Federal judge delays sentencing of ex-state rep Robin Smith until 2024. Former state representative Robin Smith will not face criminal sentencing in her role in a scheme to defraud state uh, lawmakers through tax-funded mailers until 2024 at the very earliest. Let me explain what this is, because I don't think most publications don't explain this well, and frankly, we don't explain it as well as I wish we had in this article. There's this thing called franking, where they take your tax dollars and they allocate it to uh, legislators to mail their constituents, and it's supposed to be used for mailing people information that's actually helpful, but what it turns into is these candidates who are incumbents using your taxpayer dollars to basically mail campaign mailers. And they set up this shell company, named it a bunch of funny names, made it, made it somebody who didn't even exist so that they could probably do the work, although they maybe had a conflict of doing the work. There's definitely a conflict of interest to, to begin with. There's a lot of things that are legal that have conflicts of interest that cause you to do things that aren't in the best interest of the taxpayer. Just because it's legal doesn't mean it's clean. But some of this is probably illegal, and there was some. we're going to make some money off the taxpayer money that's used for franking. I mean, I, I just think, and here's the, the big issue with this story, at the bottom line of it. People get elected to go up to Nashville to serve. It doesn't pay merit very much, and it's a lot of work if you're going to do it properly. And some people will have good jobs, and some people make their living doing something completely different that pays them well enough to where when they get up there, they don't really have to worry about trying to enrich themselves through their position. They don't have to worry about enriching themselves through influence peddling. Or, you know, in some cases, people don't uh, line their pockets, but they, they line their political pockets, meaning they fill up their packs with all this corporate left-leaning money, or they fill up their campaign account with money that doesn't come from their district, and so they become beholden to special interests. Some people actually need a paycheck, and some people need a political paycheck. And they go up there and they compromise their values. And that's one reason that I stayed out of elected stuff. I don't want to go up there. I think I can do more good here. I'm going to continue to work here. Because I'm doing something nobody else will do, can do, wants to do. Because it doesn't make any money at all. Trust me, you should see our bank account. It's pathetic. TennesseeConservativeNews.com slash support. Help us put a little bit more money in the kitty. U.S. District Court Judge Eli Richardson made the decision to agree to the request made by Smith's attorneys. The lawyers noted that Smith has already resigned from her seat in public office and has pleaded guilty uh, for her participation in the scheme. She also is set to testify as a cooperating witness for the federal government in the case against multiple others. Smith took a plea deal back in uh, March, acknowledging that she was guilty of honest services fraud through her part in the alleged planned conspiracy involving bribery and kickbacks. According to indictments and Smith's statements, former Tennessee House Speaker Glenn Cassida and Kay Cothram, who at one time served as Cassida's chief of staff, were allegedly key players in the scheme to bring financial gain to themselves at the expense of the public. Imagine that. Sounds like corporate welfare almost. But that's legal. Smith's plea deal included an agreement to testify in the trial against Cassida and Cothran. Both Cassida and Cothran have pleaded not guilty. 
Their attorneys originally asked for the trial to be delayed for six months, but Judge Richardson extended that delay for a full year. The trial is scheduled to take place on October 3rd, 2023. We will be covering it. Because of that extension, Smith's attorneys requested that the sentencing of Smith also be delayed to allow her to fully participate in the trial. Sounds appropriate to me. It's just how it is up there, folks. These ain't Democrats. Next story, federal campaign finance case against Kelsey Gainstein with guilty pleas slated from co-defendant. Back in October of 2021, Senator Brian Kelsey was indicted for allegedly funneling more than $90,000 from his state account to his failed 2016 congressional campaign, a violation of federal law. If you ever run for federal office, get a treasurer or a treasurer firm that is familiar with federal stuff. It is a, there's a thousand different ways to get yourself in trouble with this stuff. But this thing here, I mean, this thing here is, I mean, somebody should have been able to say, like, hey, bud, you can't do that. I mean, that, it, and maybe he just didn't know any better. I don't know. I don't have any idea. I don't have any firsthand information. I'm just reading the stories to you. Kelsey, along with Joshua Smith, owner of the Standard Club, an upscale restaurant in downtown Nashville, were charged with funneling the funds through the Social Club's political action committee and then to the American Conservative Union, which bought independent ads to support Kelsey's run. Oh, yeah, okay, this is shady. <laughs> I forgot, it's all coming back to me now. Facing multiple campaign finance violations, Smith will change his plea of not guilty to one of guilty on the second count of the federal indictment. The second count states that Smith solicited, received, directed, transferred, and spent funds in excess of $25,000 acting as an agent for Kelsey's campaign. Left-leaning nonprofit Democracy uh, 21 and Campaign Legal Center uh, that claims to be a nonpartisan but leans to the left first filed a complaint against Kelsey in June 2017 with the Federal Election Commission. Now, typically, a complaint has to be filed to an election commission before somebody's investigated, unless it's the Tennessee Election Finance Committee, in which case they just want to go after somebody because they almost beat the majority leader. We do things a little different here in Tennessee. Just dig around until you find something. That, that word's right out of the committee's mouth. Amazing. I'm telling you, this is, it's not just the federal government. It's not just Democrats. The complaint requested that the Department of Justice investigate whether Kelsey's Congressional Campaign Committee communicated with the American Conservative Union, Citizens for Ethics in Government, and the State Clubs PAC, along with several state legislators to intentionally violate federal campaign finance laws despite the charges, Kelsey is maintaining his innocence and states that he is being targeted due to his conservative political views. Now, you may be targeted for your conservative political views. I have no doubt. You will be targeted. If you have conservative views, you will be targeted. If you have conservative views, you will especially be targeted by Republicans that aren't conservative because we see a lot of that go on. But some of this stuff you just can't do from a federal standpoint. And if you got to move stuff around to three or four different places, it's probably because you know you shouldn't do it to begin with. And if you don't have the money to run, and if you can't get the support to, to run, you're probably not going to win anyway, so it's best just to raise it the old-fashioned way. Metro Nashville Council votes to approve half-million Planned Parenthood grant. Nashville never disappoints, ladies and gentlemen, never disappoints. Just when you think the snake couldn't slide any further on the ground on its belly, it just digs a trench. 
Metro Council members voted 19 to 13 last week to approve half a million dollars to be given to Planned Parenthood of Tennessee in North Mississippi for contraceptive service, family planning, counseling, and sex education. What kind of education they're going to get? Don't worry about the consequences. Just come over to Planned Parenthood. We'll take care of it and your unborn child. The proposal was originally designed to include financial assistance for women seeking to get an abortion outside of Tennessee, but that provision was removed after concerns from the Metro Department of Law that it would threaten Title X funding. Title X prohibits government funds from being used for abortion or uh, any related services. Funding for the grant coming from the salaries of Metro Council and the Mayor's Office staff and from the Traffic Signal Maintenance Fund, no consideration has been given to a proposal to give that type of funding to life-affirming organizations that support parenting or adoption. No, let's just support the organizations that want to kill the unborn. These are the times we live in. In all 14 Metro Departments, budgets will be affected with the largest deductions coming from Metro Parks, and, well, Metro Parks, just homeless encampments in Nashville anyway, uh, Nashville Public Library and the Department of Health and the Nashville Department of Transportation, 60 grand from each of those departments and 90,000 coming from the Metro Nashville's Department Pay Plan. Woo! That's it, baby. That's Tennessee's government. That's what's going on. Most conservative state in the Union. Unless you dig, like, a half an inch. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> past the surface, and then you're like, oh, looks like it's we're just we're just the last one we're just the last ones to be fed to the bear people unless we pay attention and get involved. Guys, do go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com. Many of you listen to this podcast. Many of you uh, subscribe online to our social media channels, but yet I do not see all those numbers reflected in our subscribers. So, we need you to go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com and hit that subscribe button. We send out a fantastic newsletter. You can skim it. We don't send a whole lot of emails here at the Tennessee Conservative. We don't like, blow your inbox up like many conservative news organizations do. We hit you once a day, occasionally twice, but it's rare. You know why? Because I ain't got the time to send that crap out because I work a paying job so I can fund this non-paying job. So, do help us. Uh, Click that support button if you feel like it, if you feel so led to the Lord. I think, what are we up to, Jason? About 4% of people give, something like that. I think we reported on this not too long ago or talked about it, which means roughly about 96% of people that consume our content just go on and take a free ride. We don't need any free riders. Pay the toll. Pay the toll so we can bring the pain to the rhinos and the liberal media and the Democrats. We need your help. TennesseeConservativeNews.com slash support. So, what are we doing this weekend? I'm probably going to have to work late today. I'm here at the office in downtown. Our illustrious, beautiful offices in, in the, uh, the touristy area of Rossville, Tennessee, in Georgia. Uh, it's where all the hip uh, kids hang out. Clean as a pen. No policing or drug problems here around my office. I'm just joking. It is a hotbed of, of just craziness down here. Um, <laughs> i got to work late. I've gotten about a little bit behind from being out of town and it just being the busy time of year. This is the part of the podcast where I tell you what's going on in my personal life and what I'm doing in the weekend, so those of you who don't give a rip can tune out. Um, so we're going to hang out tonight. I think I'm going to go on a little bit of a, a diminished family date. My oldest um, is just 
the, the biggest issue of us moving out of our old uh, home, I do miss it, uh, especially because this one has been so contentious and in getting into it, was my oldest daughter moving away from her best friend across the street ever since she was a little little kid. Like they, they grew up together from birth. And so she's doing a sleepover, fantastic family, lovely people, miss them dearly. Um, we're going to go out on a little date. We've got Ruby Doobie with us, so it's just going to be three. Three is always easier than four for some reason. I don't know what, what it is. It's just a magic number. Uh, so we're going to go out to eat, and then i just got to work tomorrow, man. i got to work tomorrow. i got some stuff I hope to get done around the house this weekend. Uh, we went and went and went. Uh, not only we went in one place and kind of stayed there. We stayed in a cabin. Um, but uh, we did a lot while we were down there. And so I'm just going to have a chill-out weekend at the house. So what, what are you doing? Tell me in the comment section. Tell me what you think. So let me just give you a little recap um, about the follow the money report that you've heard us talk about. We're working on that thing. It is time consuming and aggravating and it's a little complicated and so if we're going to get our facts straight, Jason has mentioned to me that perhaps he needs to do it. Um, I don't know. We're, we're going to figure it out, see if we can get, get some people to do it, but it's a little complicated uh, when you start looking into these financial records. But what little bit that we have been able to look into so far is like so many things that when I put my mind to it and we go and research it, it turns out to be exactly what my instincts tell me, which is most people's money comes from outside of the district and it comes from special interests. Outside of the district, special interests. Now, you think that would affect the way a person votes? Do you think that that might put them in conflict with the wants, desires, and needs of those they represent? I submit that it does. Is it legal? Absolutely. Is it helpful? Probably not. So we're working on that puppy. Uh, I had a great time this last weekend. Weather was beautiful. It was chilly. Uh, we're out in the woods. If you've ever been to Fort Mountain State Park, I'd highly recommend it. It's a great place. Uh, my daughter, I think, has developed a uh, love for hiking. And so we, we hiked my oldest uh, little trail by ourselves, hung out, played Scrabble. I won one game and lost one game. Um, <laughs> I love playing Scrabble. It's, it's great because you kind of get a break, right? Everybody just sits and they think about it forever, and then you get to like go get up and go do your stuff, and then you can come back. And it really doesn't do you a lot of good to watch the board because something always changes, right? So as soon as you think you're going to be able to play something, somebody slides a word in there, and now all your plans are blown up. Uh, so I enjoy doing that. And uh, you get a break. So I like family game night. I like anything that's not sitting in front of the TV, if I can help it. I'm more of a get out there and do stuff. I like listening to things and not necessarily watching those. For those of you who are podcast enthusiasts, please do go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com, uh, and there's a little link, there's a little ad for our podcast, or you can just search for Tennessee Conservative wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, that thing continues to grow because we cover Tennessee news, and hardly anybody else does, and we do it every week. So thank you, Paula. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you, John. Thank you to everybody who helps make this little thing work, gets it gets it all out there. Uh, we're, we're trying to punch above our weight, and I believe we are, uh, but we need as many people in our corners as we can get, and I'm glad that you're in it if you're listening. I appreciate you very much, guys. Love you, mean it. Have a great weekend. Uh, do not lose heart. We've got a session coming up. I feel like people are more informed and engaged than they've ever been before. I think people are waking up. And uh, hopefully some enthusiasm will be ginned up uh, as these midterms roll out. And uh, we'll get them next, we'll get them next uh, session. We'll get them next election cycle. Uh, it's always a work in progress. And we just can't flag. We can't fail. We can't give up. We just got to keep uh, exposing the truth, recruiting the, the troops, 
uh, and fielding the candidates and helping the organizations and uh, we can keep our state free and hopefully fix some of the broken things that are in it if we'll just hold the people accountable to do it. Brandon Lewis here with the Tennessee Conservative News. Love you, mean it. Have a great weekend. Talk to you next week.